Well, I'm going to get started, and uh, we got some folks coming in. We'll get them in, but uh, let me pray, and we'll get rolling here, okay? Well, Lord, uh, good to be with my brothers and sisters here. Lord, thank you for time with them and time with you and time with your word, and uh, it is the best time. And uh, So, Lord, uh, you lead us. Direct us, take our minds, our hearts, our wills, Lord, everything that we are, and uh, let it be yours. Uh, not just the next hour, but the next hours, the next days, the next months, years, Lord. And uh, Lord, uh, grow us in Christ-likeness to your glory, please, Lord, to your glory. And, uh, and uh, but Lord, we, we need you, and we invite you now, help us. And then, Lord, as we help each other here, as we go out to help others, Lord, uh, uh, you lead and direct through your spirit, by your word, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, um, morning, folks. On the back table, you have last week's study as well as this week's study. So grab what you need, again, last week's and this week's. And uh, if you remember last week, uh, I really appreciated Ben and as he started talking about Bible intake, and uh, Bible intake one, and I've got Bible intake two, and, um, but... Um, I appreciated him getting into the whys and, and so forth. And, uh, and he spoke, I heard biblical counseling coming out of his mouth the other day, and uh, particularly getting the diagrams and so forth, but we're all biblical counselors. And uh, Ben is a very good biblical counselor, as you well know. But, uh, but he spoke to our minds, our emotions, our will, which is the heart and the thinking, feeling, and doing. And... Uh, and, and I know he spoke some to uh, the fact, what if you don't feel like doing? And, uh, and he spoke to that a little bit. And, uh, and the fact is that these are not connected necessarily now, but he drew arrows, or I drew arrows on my diagram that sometimes our mind can kick in our will, our mind can control our emotions, and our emotions can lead us to consider things as well as, but these are all interconnected, and, uh, and when, when we need to, uh, maybe don't feel, I, I think Daniel would ask that question uh, a couple weeks ago, man, I'm just not, I'm not feeling it, and uh, uh, then we go back to our mind and our will, and sometimes these, in fact, you probably had some time this week where you start reading and and the mind that uh, uh, of Christ gets in you and, and steers your feelings and your will. And uh, so uh, j just consider that. And, uh, but he got into the whys a lot, and I like that. And then uh, he kind of left off with some of the whys and uh, the how, how often. He quoted D.L. Moody. If you've got that page from last week, it says, A man can no more take in a supply of grace for the future than he can eat enough for the next six months or take sufficient air into his lungs at one time to sustain life for a week. We must draw upon God's boundless store of grace from day to day 
as we need it and uh and and talking like uh like eating and breathing and uh in our hunger for god's word and because we leak and we leak and uh um, for reasons we talked about the first week. And he kind of left us off on that back page, if you have that back page from last week, with some practical Bible intake suggestions. And, and that's where really where he said last week we'll get into this week, and we will. Uh, won't touch all these, but get into a lot of that. That's where we're headed this week. But uh, as you consider that, uh, was it in December? You probably got more mail than normal. Yeah. Right, and uh, and you probably ran down the mailbox, unless it was slick out. But and you saw a mail or something with a handwritten address on it, and the first thing you look at when you looked at that envelope was obviously you knew your name was on there. So the first thing you looked at was who's it from? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I this can, this uh, was throwing at me a while back, and uh, and again, I'm not sure where, who, what, but uh, I just thought I'd uh, share with you this uh, envelope that's addressed to Habits of Grace class, and the return address is God. Now, would that be a letter or what? And yet, most of you in your hands have got a letter from God, don't you? And uh, do we get excited about the letter from God like we do that Christmas card? And uh, and uh, I know for some of you, you send me Christmas cards, and I and, uh, appreciate that. Um, and I get excited about them. But man, I, I ought to be excited about every day I've got access to it. There's a lot of this world that doesn't have access to the letters from God. And uh, man, do I... Praise God for that. Probably not enough. Probably not enough. So as we go through this uh, today, and we're going to get into some of the, the weeds of Bible study and reading and so forth that uh, I know sometimes, uh, man, I have time for this today because we're busy folks or maybe I'm not feeling it or whatever. Just remember, you got a letter from God in your hands. Probably got a few of them at home. And... Uh, uh, and just the excitement of the opportunity before us each day. Just, just keep that before you. The other thing I'd like to start with is, uh, you know, uh, uh, in Ephesians, it talks about uh, the armor of God, and it talks about talks about the sword, doesn't it? We're going to talk about that today, Pastor. This is the only weapon I've got in my house, so. You know anybody breaking into my house? They've got to go through this uh, Japanese sword uh, taken in World War II by my grandfather-in-law, as uh, he was in the Pacific fighting. And uh, but uh, um, so anyway, the sword of the spirit we're going to get into right now. Should we do it? Let's do it. It's a habit of grace. And uh, by the way, that, does that look a little primitive? Anyway. I don't know. I had a hard time getting it in and out here yesterday, but anyway, let's uh, let's get into it here a little bit. All right. First question: 
And I do want to hear from you today, folks. Consider your reading this past week even and, and so forth, because I want us to help each other out with some of these methods and what do you do and so forth. So just as you start, we start going through, just kind of play some of that around in your mind. Uh, but how about this thought here first? When, where, and why did man first need and hear God's voice? I discovered this a few years ago. The Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden, wasn't it? Before sin or after sin? It was before sin. So I think, well, I need God's Word so I don't sin. I do. But uh, we can find out in Genesis 1, 26 to 28, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and if you give him a few directions and reasons and so forth, then he blessed them. And this is different than everything else he created. And God said to them, he gave them directions, which way to go. Adam and Eve, before they were sinners, needed direction. And uh, just keeping that in mind that we are created to be dependent on God. God knew we need to hear his voice. Yeah, to work through our sin stuff. And, uh, but, but beyond that, and uh, we, we're dependent on God because we're human beings. And, uh, and God knew that we were going to need some help. On top of that, He knew that we were going to ha start hearing some competing voices, too, out there. And there are competing voices, aren't there? And, uh, and then hearing His Word as opposed to that. But uh, just uh, something to think about. But uh, Ben had highlighted this uh, and told you we would probably get into it. But create a rhythm or structure in our life that makes Bible intake normal. And I think it was Ben well said that if you're not regularly, you want to be at a point where you're not, if you're not regularly feeding on the Word of God, it doesn't feel right. Something's off, I think is the terminology Ben said. Something's off. And, and some of you know that. And, uh, and that's where we want to be. This is just a part of our living is taking in the Word of God in a lot of different ways. But uh, we'll talk about some of those ways. We won't get into all those ways. But, uh, but my question, when and where... Do you regularly imbibe the Bible is the word that uh, was used, I think, in Mathis's book. I might ask you, do you have a regular place, regular time? What's it look like for you guys, gals? Help us out here. When do you, do you get a time for regular, I mean, is your day on that much of a rhythm? Um, Alan? Yeah, I... I sit in my chair and do my devotions usually every morning. Every morning? Same chair? Same chair. Same chair. If I'm home, I'm kind of the same way. And uh, uh, if I'm already... Uh, one thing with... Uh, the, now that I've been out of teaching, I don't have quite... I'm not on the bell schedule anymore. But anybody else? Same same time? Same place about every morning? Yeah. And I, and I think that's a great rhythm. And I know some of you probably can't. And uh, um, you got kids, you got... This going this morning, what didn't happen that morning, it's kind of like me. But, man, try to find, trying to find some rhythm is, is, is interesting and good, and, and I think for us, uh, those that do, it, do you find that helpful? Wait, why helpful? I'm just, I, got, I got the why up there. How does that help you, Alan? Well, it, it's, you know, I usually get up, get dressed and ready to go, 
I usually grab a cup of coffee. You know, I make my coffee. I go out and I put it beside the chair and I sit down. Yeah. And then I do my devotion. It's a morning habit. That, almost always yeah. a routine of it. You were found out that, that... Go ahead, Mark. It's just a day, Scott, for me. Yeah. It helps sets my day. Yeah. I, I, changes based on what my children are doing. I, <laughs> anybody else in that situation? <laughs> it's much easier to do quiet time after he leaves for school. Yeah, yeah. And when he's home from school, then it has to be at a different time. Yeah. So it's the seasons of life. It is seasons of life. And, uh, and, and you know, if you don't have that rhythm in the early morning or whatever, uh, Look forward down the road. <laughs> uh, don't look forward to your kids leaving, though. But um, but anyway, um, find some time, even if it's not the regular rhythm place and so forth. That's not a magic formula, as we know. But uh, but I do remember, and maybe I mentioned this the first. Uh, I remember. Did I mention about um, the whole idea? You got time to read the Bible. You go to the bathroom every day. Got time to pray, get a shower every day. I think Teresa brought that back from a mom's conference for you moms, and uh, I kind of got the excuses out of me. And uh, but um, I find that rhythm is good, and uh, um, and and some days that rhythm changes. And uh, so I'm a morning person. I'm reading in the morning too when I can. If I'm not off on the road at five or six, and uh, um, and that happens a lot too. But Generally, after if I'm at an early morning huddle, I'm going to pull over somewhere afterwards, and and because I got to get some morning time with God's word as well. Teresa's at night. Anybody night night reading? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. And you get your rhythm and and uh, and all day. <laughs> well, we can we'll talk about that here in just a second too. Okay, good. Good. Let's look at this. At the end of the day, there is a simply no replacement for finding a regular time and place, blocking out distractions, putting your nose in the text and letting your mind and heart be led and captured and thrilled by God himself, communicating to, uh, communicating to us in his objective written word. By the way, was told by the Millers that there are a few of these over in the intersection. If, there were earlier this week anyway. Like three or four. Three or four. So if you want one, that's kind of the uh, that one and, and the Whitney book are probably the two major. But uh, there's some other stuff that you saw on that uh, syllabus as well. But uh, so anyway, uh, Whitney would say find a time, find a Bible reading plan. We're going to talk about that in just a second. And find at least one word, phrase, verse to meditate on each time you read. So that plan, as it says uh, ahead of here, you want to start thinking about this a little bit, and it's got me thinking even more about breadth of reading, reading for breadth, and studying for depth. And don't get so wrapped up in the definitions here, but uh, just, just keep that before you here. Let me talk first of all a little bit and uh, see where you guys are with the, uh, with the breadth thing. And uh, so, and, and you probably saw that on yesterday or last week's reading, but what, what is the breadth and depth thing? Read for breath, study for, uh, for uh, read for breath, study for depth. But uh, by breath, we're talking about reading through the Bible. Reading through the Bible, maybe in a year, maybe in two years, but having a plan to read through the Bible. Is anybody reading through the Bible now? Yeah. 
why, uh, why read through the Bible from front to back? Why is that a good idea? I want to expose my, my, my thoughts and my being to all that there is. All of it. All of it. That's good. That's good. You can see the next uh, verses I have talk about the all and every and so forth. And I think that's a great, great reason. You don't want to miss anything. Uh, I'll leave a few mails. I'll leave a few letters out in the mailbox. And no, we want it all. What else? Why else do you read? How has that helped you reading from front to back? If you've read it through it all, I think I'm on my third time. Mm -hmm. It's. It's a redemptive arc from the very beginning to the end, and the parts of it are helpful for the understanding of the whole. So That's good. We they, read Leviticus to understand how the law couldn't save us. Yeah. We read the prophets to understand how the people didn't listen. We read the Gospels to see that Jesus has come. And if we miss part of that, we miss part of the story of why. That's good. It was necessary to end yeah, that. Yeah, we see that connectedness of the different parts. Is you, you've brought up three different valuable connections that uh, me being a New Testament believer need to hear all the New Testament and the Old Testament and talk a bit about that last week. But well, you, uh, your verse right there, Scott, you have Proverbs 30, verse 5, every word of God proves true. I mean, by reading his word, like you said, through the whole Bible, it, you know, in my mind, in my heart, it's it all this truth. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Here's Tripp mentions in here in the Bible, however, every passage, every, there's that word every, is dependent on the whole. And the whole Bible is held together by interdependent themes that run through every passage like rebar. The steel rods that reinforce concrete. And uh, I... Uh, if you have not read through the Bible, I just challenge you to get on a plan. Talk more about that in just a second. I, uh, I like what Tripp continues to say here. He says, uh, many, of us simply, uh, many of us simply are not biblical in the way we use the Bible. We kind of use it as a, I think it, ahead of here he talks about it, we use it as a kind of a spiritual encyclopedia hey, I got a little trouble here and a little problem here. And, and there's verses that address specific issues. But we need to understand, and I, I guess maybe the theological term is, is the themes of systematic theology, how they are connected inter, interdependently, and uh, in understanding that. Uh, um, but I, I can remember the first time, and, and uh, um, I, I was just absolutely amazed. I was amazed as Brother Brother Ralph Bauer took us through uh, Bible Overview, right, Pastor? Was that the name of it? And working through, and uh, I didn't read through the entire, but I think it was next year I read through the entire Bibles for the first time. And that's been a long time ago when Brother B uh, put that study together. But seeing how the, the different themes uh, theme through the entire Word of God and, and having that big, big picture is good. And, uh, and as Mark just said, every Word of God is... Uh, some scripture here, uh, all scriptures breathed out. Every word of God, Proverbs 30, Acts, Paul declaring the whole counsel of God. And uh, but uh, I just uh, I just challenge you. What what are you what are you doing? Are you doing the churches 
uh, read through the Bible. And that's chronological, right? Yeah. yeah. Anybody else? I think the first time doing the church. Is anybody else doing a different one? Which one are you doing, Teresa? That's Bible Recap, which is also chronological. Yeah. Tara Lee Cobble, by the way, has is the top podcast person in the country. And, uh, but, uh, yeah. And I think the first time I went through, I, uh, the Daily Bread had to walk through, the, read through the Bible in a year. And uh, uh, I think I did maybe the New Testament in one year, the Old Testament in another year. But, um, and then the last time I just went front to back. But, uh, but there's a lot of, anybody else use something any different than that? Mm -hmm. One year I used um, a navigator's uh, plan, which I really liked because you got two New Testament passages and two Old Testament passages every day. Mm. So that you really got to see God's redemptive plan throughout the ages and just how they intermingled. It just gave me a really a great understanding of the Bible. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I use an app on my phone that it's it's reading the scripture out loud to me. So I'm following along in my Bible. So I'm getting it multiple ways. Both ways. A couple different avenues it's getting here and here. Yeah. FCA has they go they recommend the U version maybe something that maybe that's what you've used I know they can you can get the uh, uh, the listening on that as well um, but they, but they're out there they're out there the big thing is try to find some time to or and some <coughs> focus on reading through the Bible I uh, last year about this time I intentionally said it's time for me to read through the Bible again and. Uh, and I've got to Luke. I'm about done with Luke. <laughs> so I'll tell you more about that in just a second. And uh, I think I'm going to change some things, particularly after reading this and thinking about it a little bit and praying about it. But, um, but anyway, um, we read for breath. We read for breath. But study for depth. And if reading the Bible can be compared to cruising the width of a clear, sparkling lake in a motorboat, Studying the Bible is like slowly crossing the lake in a glass-bottom boat. That's Whitney. What's the place in Florida? They still have the glass-bottom boats in Florida? Clearwater. Clearwater? Uh, anyway. But uh, the next, uh, by math, it says, raking and digging. There is, an, a, there is a place in Bible reading for raking. Let me read through this whole Bible and gathering up leaves. But when we dig in Bible study, we unearth the diamonds. In meditation, we marvel at the jewels. Talk more about meditation, and particularly here in a couple weeks, but talk a bit today about uh, uh, memorization and meditation and, and, and really there are types of methods of study. But uh, anyway, which is harder to do? Which is easier to do? Raking or digging? Probably depends on the day, and probably depends on the person. What's that? I said when it's windy. We got some leaking going on there too. So there's some days I don't know. That's good. That's good. Mathis writes this. No doubt, some Christians naturally inclined to a slower gear. Evidently, that's me because I've just about finished with Luke in a year, and. uh that's a read through the Bible in a decade type deal. But, um, 
and they need the reminder to press forward for breath, keeping the larger context in view and reflecting on the big picture, not just individual verses as little lozenges for the soul. But others tend to coast toward raking. It takes less energy, perhaps, especially early in the morning before the coffee has kicked in. Just keep reading, skimming along the surface of the text rather than slowing down, asking questions, perhaps even capturing some brief reflections. In a minute flat, we can be done with another chapter and read, ready to check the box. Yeah. So we've got to kind of, we probably have some tendencies there, even as days change and, and so forth. But the combination of breath and death is, uh, I think, something I've got to rethink a little bit. And, uh, yeah. About O Ezra. Ben put this up. I don't know if he got into it last. I don't think maybe he did. Ezra studied. And go back in the Old Testament and read about Ezra. Ezra had set his heart, said, set this heart to study the law of the Lord, but then to do it, and then to teach it. Study, do, teach. And uh, the bottom line is not to check that box, but that it causes us to have the mind and heart of God that uh, causes us to grow in Christ-likeness in our doing, and uh, which gives glory to God. How about the teaching thing? You've probably done a little teaching with your kiddos. Yeah. I wasn't talking about getting up here necessarily. We've probably all done some teaching, haven't we? It's one of the great things about FCA is I like to see kids teach and work through that. But if you taught, you know how valuable that is for your own soul, because it causes you to dig deep. But then you get the opportunity to help some others, challenge them in their soul as well. But uh, anyway, we'll get into some more of that as, as we go on through the, through the study here. But uh, study, do, teach. Let me, uh, math would say probably most types of studies, Bible studies, Bible readings, devotion time, whatever you want to call it, would have an, uh, would suggest an observation, interpretation, application. I uh, would share a, a couple things with you here, some examples. Uh, Kingdom Sports, uh, they call it journaling. Anybody journal? Right? And uh, I think it's math that says that, uh, maybe I wrote it down here. I, I always call it ink it to thank it. Uh, with my students, I always had them take notes. Uh, you students probably loved that back in the day. Right, Daniel? I've got to take notes in this class. I would even grade notebooks, but I thought inking for me was valuable that I wrote it down. And, uh, and I'll probably be writing it down second service too. So, and, uh, but that, that helps me. Um, Kingdom Sports was kind of a partner ministry of ours, has what they call the hear as you uh, read through Scripture, highlight, explain, apply, and respond, something, some similar type stuff. Um, FCA really likes the Discovery Bible study, uh, set study, they call it, and I think that's, uh, I think Crew maybe came up with this. Um, as you read through, and uh, let me move this on here, you'll see... Um, what does this tell me about God? What does this tell me about people, me? How will I obey? Who am I going to tell? That, that'll get you in some pretty, pretty good study. 
very similar is uh, uh, Pastor, I appreciate over at, at Delavan has put this together and and uh, his four questions and the description of both Scripture and so forth. Who is God? You read through the Scripture that you're reading. Who is God? What has He done? Who are we in light of that truth? And then how do we live? And that's kind of the application. How do we live in light of that truth? So a lot of similarities here with the uh, observation, interpretation, application. And uh, what we're really going to focus on, uh, Whitney would call Bible study subdisciplines of memorization. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Meditation and application. And, uh, um, and then you put prayer and reading together. We'll spend some time next week on prayer and the following week as well. But, uh, um, but a few suggestions from Whitney. Again, ink it to thank it. This comment, the base difference between Bible reading and Bible studying, again, we need wanting both, is simply a pen and paper. Yeah. Anybody here use a pen and paper? Get it out? You journal it all? By the way, I found this over at the intersection, another one, a one-pager. What's it say about God? What's it say about myself? What's it say about others? Four questions. Who are the people listening to the passage? What places? Who, say, who said them? What are the repeated words or phrases? That's always good. Are there any direct commands or warnings given? How does Paul want us to know this information? Look for statements of purpose and so forth. But there's just, there is just a lot of stuff out there. But uh, I, I have found out that writing it down really helps me. And, and uh, you know, I, I think you can get one of these for seven or eight bucks. I don't know. I've been through a few now. And uh, generally a page and... I'll write out my prayers in the morning and then uh, read through Scripture and pray through the Scripture. Probably hear more about that in the next couple of weeks. But I, I like to write it down. And uh, it just helps me focus, I guess. But uh, Scott, I, mm -hmm. go ahead, Mark. Uh, I've had the opportunity to be involved in Bible study fellowship for a number of years. And one of the things they teach us is homiletics. And when I first started, I used to think, boy, this is just a lot of work. But the way they teach is to break down that portion of Scripture, that chapter, that passage, and really just think what is the subject, what is the point of that passage. And now I look back on the last 15, 20 years of doing it, it's like, wow, you know, I can really understand even that Ezra verse. Why did Ezra go to seek God's face? Because if you read on in Ezra, you know, uh, the king gave him the responsibility of teaching. Yeah. So he was ready, you know, just like God wants us to be ready. That's good. That's good. Yeah, he does want us ready, no doubt about it. Again, not only just to help ourselves, but to help others as we're ready. It's good. It does, it is work. Particularly, yeah, that's good work. Again, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago. You ever ever read the Bible and regret doing it? I don't think I. I don't think I have. I don't think I have. That was a waste of time. I don't, I don't see that one. I don't see that one. Yeah. Don't settle for spiritual food that's been pre-digested by others. Now. This is a, these are, these are all good pre-digested stuff. No, make no, there's a lot of good books out there, folks, and good plans and so forth. But uh, 
Here's something I did, and I, 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 I don't know, think about this. I think this is my sixth year of going through this, New Morning Mercies. Anybody else New Morning Mercy person? Yeah. And it's so good for my heart, and my heart needs work. It needs work every day. It's because it leaks. <laughs> and uh, what do they call that in medical terms when your heart's leaking? Uh, murmur or some kind? I don't know, but mine spiritually can leak. And, uh, and I think this is as good of a devotion as I've had for my heart. So consider that. But here's what I was doing. And a year or two ago, I, I switched around. I went through a, I'm trying to think exactly what it was, went through a, a deal on how to study and, and, and so forth. And, uh, but, you know, you, like most, like a lot of devotions, you've got someone's comments or a story or whatever, and then you've got scripture. And, and, uh, and I was challenged with this. And uh, why not read the scripture first? Study the scripture, as you just said, Mark. And I started doing that and journaling the scripture, praying through the scripture and so forth. And then let me, because this is good stuff. This is Tripp's got some good stuff and verses that need my meditation and, uh, and so forth. So I started doing that. I, it was helpful. For, I think it's good for my soul to start digging, start digging more. And uh, instead of just... Just, and I, I, nothing. I love Paul Tripp's writing. I love his his heart for the word, and and uh, he helps my heart. But Scott, you're a big boy now. It's time to start feeding yourself, and uh, and let Paul come in and provide some dessert. I don't know if that's appropriate metaphor or not, but uh, uh, I love his desserts. I love most desserts, but. Um, but I just something to think about. I, I don't know if that's right or wrong. What do you guys do? Speak to me here a little bit. What's been good for you? Or maybe you've changed some things. By the way, let me just, uh, how about combining breadth and depth? Each time you read, I'm starting to do this. Start doing it this week. Each time you read, find at least one word, phrase, or verse to meditate on. Even did a little memorization. Ooh, ouch. But uh, I, that's that breadth and depth thing. But uh, tell me about your digging time. What helps you? What works for you? What have you found? Or maybe you've adjusted thoughts on that? I'd just like to hear from you. And perhaps that changes day to day, too. I don't know. I know some of you are reading through the Bible. That's good. How about digging in the study inside? Mm -hmm. Go back to the original language. Yeah. I think it's... It's interesting to see what was, you know, before they translated it to English. I think not always, but I think that's kind of that's good. That's good. Is there a, a um, website you use or a book? Blue letter Bible. Pardon again. Blue, blue letter Bible. Okay. That's the mm-hmm. So yeah, whether it's Hebrew or Greek. Yeah. Yeah. It's really easy. It's free. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. That's good. You're digging. You're digging. What else do you do for your digging, folks? Anything in particular that. Pastor? I found it really helpful to uh, read a different translation than what I ordinarily do. Um, just you don't rush over the words because they're in a different order or they're mm. different words. And that 
that helps. Yeah. Um, also, I've I've been transformed. That's maybe too strong a word. Um, helped greatly the last couple of years. I've been reading it out loud. Ah. I, that really, really has changed it. It slows you down, and it's different when you hear yourself say those words. You're not just buzzing through them in your mind. Yeah, yeah. And that has helped me. I've seen things that I didn't notice before. That's good. That's good. Yeah, good help. Just, uh, you know, consider how about who else? What, what else do you have you done out there that might be of help to me, us? Anything that that uh, doesn't have to be complicated. And some of this stuff we'll get into some meditation methods. And don't get into this. This is a different kind of meditation than what you might see on TV. But you're meditating, Pastor. Yeah, it's good. I think one question I find myself asking sometimes when I read that is helpful is, why did the Holy Spirit think that I need this mm. to know God better? So why? Because the Word is a product of the Spirit. Yeah produce that through the authors. So why did the Spirit of God think this part is important to be yeah. recorded yeah. for us? And sometimes that's helpful because I can get caught up in just the narrative of it or yeah. the drudgery of it, depending on which book I'm in. Yeah. You're, confusion of it. You're, you're, and you're getting into that application. Why me? What What's in my situation right now that why would the Holy Spirit... Just, yeah, like... Why is this story about this particular person in here? Or why is this recording of how large the temple wall should be and how what the colors of the fabric should be? Like why why is that in here? Yeah. And what is it that he wants me to know about God through it? Yeah, he didn't want you crossing it out. <laughs> that's a great, that's great. And uh, the wise, the wise. I find myself wandering into what was that like? At times, for those people, the original people, I remember we were studying Revelations years ago in the men's class years ago, and going through Revelation and talking to my son, um, my oldest son, and I don't know what level of if he was at Moody or where. He said, "Dad, remember the original folks that, that Revelation was written to, and how much of a blessing." Because you're going to get in some ugly stuff when you read Revelation. Remember how much of a blessing that would have been to folks that were getting hammered back in those days, and uh, uh, and how yeah, and don't forget to read to the end of Revelation and uh, how much that would have, wow. But that's that's good. Others, Karen. In our, in our ladies' Bible study, we um, are taught, and we've kind of touched on that as as you read, what are the attributes of God that you're seeing. Mm. And then it's like, oh, yes, he is my provider. He is my comforter. He is my, and relating that to your life, again, the application. Yeah. But it's, it takes the focus off of me and my problems and all that. And, and not, you know, we've talked about that too, that you're not always looking for a cure for whatever ails you every yeah. time you read. Because that's a me, that's a me centered yeah, so you're reading. At who is God? But the, and we actually have a list. In our Bible study um, mm. of the attributes of God, which is helpful, um, His compassion, His mercy, His great—I mean, it just goes on and on. Yeah. But to really focus on who God is. That's good. That's good. Yeah. See, 
it was a Tozer that said what you think about, yeah, the first thing you think about when you think about God is the most important thing in your life. And uh, that's good, that's good. Well, as you, uh, you know, as you find things that help you, share them with others, and, uh, uh, but keep digging, keep digging. Let me hit this real quick, then we gotta skirt into memorization. True or false, when you get alone with your Bible, you're not alone? That's a true statement, isn't it? Yeah, some of you have been reading ahead, I saw that. No. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I want to just briefly comment. This thought that it's the Spirit who is with us, um, I had a conversation several years ago with somebody who that helped transform what I thought about reading the Bible. The Word of God existed before Jesus. Um, religious instruction existed before Jesus. Uh, religious practices and worship and sacrifices existed before Jesus. And people had hearts of stone. What changed after Jesus was forgiveness. We got redemption, but we were given the Holy Spirit. And Do so we... I can have all the same reading of the Word and religious practices and worship practices as the people of the Old Testament still have a heart of stone. Yeah. Um, but it's the Holy Spirit who brings insight and transformation yeah. and helps me become a different person. Yeah. And we can be living the New Testament times and still have that heart of stone too. Absolutely. But man, do we, again, do we value the Holy Spirit? Yeah. We praise, we praise God. We God the Father, Jesus, and... I uh, think the older I get, uh, more, the more I, uh, I, I embrace the, the work of the Spirit, maybe understand a little bit more. It is a mystery, still is. And I got God, the Holy Spirit, here, and uh, just with me every day. First um, Corinthians 2 kind of speaks to some of the things you just talked about. Reveals, searches, comprehends, understands, taught, interpreting, and so forth. And uh, But, uh, yeah, that's yeah, good. That's good. Yeah, I, I like I like to just remind us of that value. That's, yeah. So how you doing with memorization? Get that? Yeah. Me too. Let me just, uh, and, and some of you, uh, I'm guessing you, you're probably pretty good at memorization. Let me get to that here in a second. Whitney would say most of the time memorization is mainly a problem of, I don't, I don't have very good memory. I don't, uh, I don't like it. I don't, uh, uh, well, I had to do it in grade school. You probably had to memorize the preamble and and so forth, uh, um, but uh, I mean, should we even have a one of kids memorizing scripture? Oh my! I remember trying to stay up with my kids, couldn't do it, and uh, couldn't. Well, didn't, didn't. But probably more a deal of of uh, motivation than not, but uh, after a few months, I, I backed out. So let's get better motivated. How about some of this? 
And uh, Psalm 19.10, help you get a little more motivated. This pretty good motivation in here. One dollar bill for every scripture you memorize. Uh, it's not enough. You got a ten. <laughs> Can't go any higher than that. But um, I think it was Whitney or Mathis. What if you had? What if you had a thousand dollars for every scripture you memorized? Would you memorize more? Man. Yeah. It is gold. Sweeter, finer than gold. Honey, honeycomb. It transforms us as it renews our minds. Give us discernment for the day. How about First Corinthians? For who has understood the mind of the Lord as you has to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Well, we probably can't have all the mind of Christ. We don't have all the mind of Christ. But uh, we're getting some of it. I like what Mathis said. Does your brain have folds in it? Which, I'm not a, I taught a little biology back in the day. But you're mimicking the folds and creases of God. Think about that a second. Why would I not do that? And he shared his letter with us. Think about that a little bit. I have stored up your word in my heart. The weapon of the word must be present in the... This is the armory, but there's a lot of different... Old Testament, the New Testament. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or for the word must be present in the armory of the mind in order for the spirit to wield it, Whitney. How about Proverbs 22? Someone already mentioned this. Incline your ear and hear the words of a wise and apply your heart to my knowledge, for it will be pleasant if you keep them within you, if all of them are ready. Someone mentioned ready. Maybe it was Karen. Having that word ready. Mark? Yeah. Ready on your lips. Till hidden in the heart, they aren't available to use with the mouth. A lot of truth in that. And an old friend, maybe it was Mag, that mentioned years ago. Some of you remember Mag, some don't, but uh, maybe it wasn't Mag. It might have been Greg Welsh. I'm not sure, but someone had said, and yeah, the Holy Spirit's going to remind you, as it says in John 16, I believe it, 14, some in 16, but he's got to have something to bring back. And, uh, and uh, ready. How would you want God's ready, or why would you want God's word ready in your heart and mouth? Thoughts? So it can be used appropriately. Yeah. For you? Time of need? Something that's trustworthy. I can't always trust <laughs> thoughts and emotions. It's excellent. Excellent. Give me a couple of these hints. They, they say when you memorize, memorize exactly. And uh, I like that thought. I want a sharp sword. And uh, that's excellent. So ourselves, and they, if you read through Mathis's book, talks about 
you know, a lot of verses talk about being ready to battle temptation tomorrow and helping someone else tomorrow, but today, but also not just for ourselves. You know, we've got today and tomorrow, but we also have ourselves and we also have others. And uh, I, I have our, our coaches memorize scripture. And uh, when we go through our seven weeks of doing sports God's way, and uh, the first bit of scripture that I have, I memorize two verses each week. The first one, I call it a gospel verse. Talk about that in just a second. Another one I would call probably a doing sports God's way verse. And, uh, but that combination, so they're ready when a kid comes to them at, from their team. Or under the, I understand you're a Christian. How do I become a Christian? What do I have to do to become a Christian? That would never happen in a school, would it? Yeah, it happens. Hey, can you pray for me, coach? I understand you're what's going on and having those conversations. Having those conversations. I was at breakfast yesterday and uh, with a few guys, and one just better at memorizing than I am. I not better, he's better, better motivated than I am. And uh, so we gotta step this one up, Lord. But he was bringing scripture into, he was counseling at the breakfast table. They were doing any biblical counseling. Hey, he's not a biblical counselor, <laughs> but he was counseling biblically at the breakfast table with God's word. And uh, sharing the gospel, counseling, helping folks, helping folks as well as ourselves. Anybody memorize regularly? Anybody regularly? Tomorrow. No, just joking. But consider, consider, please. And, uh, but let me just in, you know, just highlight a couple of these helpful tips. I don't, did these get printed out for you on there? I, I and Mathis, would, he's got some more in his book, but these are the ones that I give to coaches. These are the ones that I use. They probably have a lot to do with uh, how I came to Christ. But uh, I'm guessing some of these you have memorized. And, uh, but having those in my arsenal when someone asks. And uh, Romans 3.23, for all of sin and fall short, wages of sin is death. God sent his own love for us. And 10, confess with your mouth. And Ephesians 2.8.9, which probably opened the eyes. It was a final lock to my heart years ago. And uh, John 1.12 talks about receiving Christ um, and uh, receiving that gift. But there's others as well. But I, man, have them ready. Have them ready. Just the opportunity. What else do we have here? Select verses on a particular topic where the Lord is working in your life right now. I think that's good. It's good practical stuff. And uh, during your regular Bible reading, select verses that catch your attention. I uh, tell you what caught my attention Thursday morning. I'm supposed to have this memorized, aren't I? For what is exalted amongst men is an abomination in the sight of God. Now, for a glory junkie like me that kind of likes to be exalted, and God's working on that. Evidently, I thought I needed a little more work uh, the other day because it just, I'm reading through Luke. 
Luke 16. Boom. I've got to take that one with me. I took that one with me that day. And uh, writing it down. And, uh, but, uh, writing out the verses, ink it to think it. Draw pictures. There's the one with uh, perfectly. I'm going to sharp sword. Accountability. And uh, review. Meditation. Talk more about meditation and memorization coming together. Uh, but I would just challenge you as you read for breath, trying to find some jewels each day that God is bringing to your mind and, and then just lingering there, lingering there, meditating, memorization, and how it applies, why, asking those questions. And uh, I, uh, I, I like some of the ideas here. And, and again, started last week with, with some of this. The other, I get into Luke 16 further, it says, I don't have this memorized yet. Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his fingers in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. Can you guess why I wrote that one down? Yeah. There's folks out here that are headed to hell. Scott, do you realize that? I know you realize that. But have you taken that in and thought about that as deep as you need to? But just uh, some of those things. And for your homework, and I don't know if, what's the best way to, if you're doing some of this homework, if you want to catch me or Ben or type it out and send it to us, how about memorizing <coughs> two different texts, perhaps a couple of verses or one long verse each this week? Again, you select which ones and so forth, but... Uh, or thoughts on memorization? How you doing? Any anybody like to do more memorization besides me? I do too. I like to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just some things to help you memor uh, to help you mo motivate you. God's word. Mm -hmm. um, years ago, there was a verse that I needed to memorize, and. Um, I put it as a screensaver on my phone, ah. and so before I was able to open my phone and do anything on my phone, I had to work through that verse. Ah, that's great. That's great. And I'm one who has children, so I'm often, at that point, was waiting in lines for pickup or waiting for this or waiting for that, and I had, I committed myself that every time I was sitting in my car waiting for one of my kids to come out of the building, I had that's excellent. That's and excellent. Standing in the line waiting. And I was amazed at how quickly I learned that verse just with using my waiting time. Yeah, we got time. Yeah. Any other suggestions that's worked well for you? That's excellent. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Anyway, let me pray us out of here. And Lord, uh, thank you for you. Thank you for your word which helps us to know you and to know our need for you. And uh, so, Lord, let us dig deep. Let us dig for breath. Let us dig with depth. But let us dig, Lord. And uh, even as it's work, 
what joyous work it is. And uh, Lord, lead us through this week and uh, and show us in your word what you'd have for us. And, uh, and, and Lord, as you do, transform us, Lord, and by the renewing of our mind, uh, that we would understand your will, Lord, and, uh, and grow in Christ-likeness all for your glory, the God that uh, redeemed us, as we've heard this morning over and over and over. Thank you for being that God. And now lead us in the second service or lead us home and, uh, and lead our day in the days ahead. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks, folks. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, yeah. We'll read.